Welcome back, everyone. We are back. We're, we're back. First episode of 2023. Feels good. First, first banger of 2023. It feels great. It feels great we to be back chatting. Off. We started off 2023 with a banger. You know what we did? What do we do? You know what we did? What do we do? We hit a PGO parlay. God damn right we did. Tell the we folks at home. Week 17. We, we finally we hit. Yeah, we knew we were going to hit this year. We, it was bound to happen. Because you know why? We picked whatever the three games where we thought, right, you know, that team should win. And then we picked three tough games, but we nailed out the X factor in each one. And that's mm-hmm. one we went with. And look at that now. We've, we can finally say that we've gotten at least one, uh, one right. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, is, this, is, this is a monumental occasion for the PGO team here. Big year for us. I can already feel it. Now we also hit a bit of not not as big of a magnitude, but uh, you hit a PGO parlay yesterday with the World Juniors. I did. Yeah, couldn't quite follow that through today though. No, I actually went on a pretty uh, yeah, pretty pretty good run. I mean, like obviously, um, I also hit on the quarterfinal games, but. You know, most of those were layups going with Sweden over Finland, Czechia over Switzerland, U.S. over Germany, and then Canada over Slovakia was like the the four favorites. So that's nothing, nothing too impressive. You but, must have been sweating a little bit when Slovakia pushed it to OT. Uh, Canada, you mean? Well, Slovakia. Oh yeah, you're right. Canada scored. No, no, you just said the U.S. Oh, I thought I said Slovakia. Okay. No, no, no. You said uh, U.S. was sweating against that oh, game again. Oh, no. Back. You must have been sweating because you're part of it. Oh, oh. You must have U.S. No, no, no. Okay. You haven't saying that because that, that was supposed to be a layup and that was a pretty close game. It was. And, but I, and I said it even before the game started. I said I knew it, it was going to be um, a really close game because even like how we talked about before about, you know, different countries on the rise in hockey. Slovakia, um, even much like like Czech as we saw tonight in the gold medal game, they were like the perfect matchup against Canada because they had the skill and speed, but they were also bigger and they used that physicality throughout the game and kind of wore down Canada and made it a lot harder for them to do do the things they normally do out there because you know you try and do stuff and you're just getting hit like every time. So. Hmm. But it was, yeah, like it went to overtime. That was, um, yeah, it was a crazy game. Actually, a lot of uh, big overtime games um, throughout the tournament, though. Yeah, a lot, lot of big ones. And I was also just going to say a um, lot of OT wins, but Canada did look like, like when it got into OT, um, Slovakia did have a great game plan, but oh my God, did there feel like there was a... I don't know if it was a conditioning difference or, or speed difference, because I know Slovakia did have that hard penalty to kill in OT. Yeah. But a- after they came off of that penalty, is it just me, or did that Canada team not just seem 10 times faster than Slovakia? Yeah, yeah. you know what? Well, and that's the thing is, um, yeah, that was kind of the big X factor for Canada in that, you know. And I think it helps a lot for them, you know, when you're kind of on the power play, you're, you're not skating as much, you're not moving, whereas... Um, 
you know, when you're Slovakia on the penalty kill, you're constantly having to shift uh, whatever formation and whether in the, the box, the diamond, you're kind of always having to move around together and follow the puck. Mm-hmm. So after that power play, I kind of is kind of more well rested after uh, that penalty is where, you know, Slovakia kind of burned out a little bit having to, to go so hard on that penalty kill. A hundred percent. And then, yeah, uh, just the other day, the the semifinals, um, you know, kind of a, a bigger blowout game than people were kind of hoping for or thought it would be, but Canada beat uh, the U.S. 6-2. And then um, that uh, that Sweden-Czechia game was, was insane, you know. Um, uh, like, German, or Sweden scored pretty quickly in the game within the first two minutes, I believe it was. Held that one goal lead all the way till with like 40 seconds left when uh, Czechia finally scores to tie mm-hmm. the game. And then Czechia scores with 50 seconds left in in uh, in overtime there to go into the final and uh, secure themselves their first medal since 2005, I think it was, in the World Juniors. Yeah, and that was, you know, it's... It's tough, right? Like, silver is such a tough medal to win because yeah, it, it's, it's the only medal that, that you don't have to win the game to get, right? And I've, and I've said it every time in the World Juniors, the team that wins the bronze medal mm-hmm. is usually leaving happier than the team that won the silver medal. Every single time. Every single time. Because you, you leave on a win. But I think especially for a program like Czechia... You know, they they need to remember that they did do better than the bronze, right? Like, they haven't gotten a medal in so long, and not only did they get a bronze, they got a silver. They made it to the gold medal game, and you know what? Lost an OT. Yeah. Like, you were you were you were an overtime goal away from gold medal, and, and, and to those players, I think that's awesome. Something I wanted to mention, um, we, were, we were chatting about it. I just love to see it. Uh, the... The defenseman for Czechia when he sent him to the gold medal game. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous yeah. Gorgeous shot from the point. Immediately sprints to his bench. Not, not, not like a. Or no, actually, it wasn't the OT goal. It was the one to tie it up to send yeah, it to yeah, overtime with 38 say, seconds yeah. left. Yeah. Didn't, didn't body check the boards. Didn't make the team skate to him. No, he booked it to his team to the bench, man. No, no, you don't see that in soccer, baby. Yeah, no, you don't even, like, yeah, that's um, really the only, uh, you know, time in recent memory I can think that it goes back to, I don't know what year, I I want, like, I think it was 2019, um, when San Jose was in that game seven against uh, Vegas, and they were down three nothing, and then when Couture got tying goal, he immediately went to the bench and, you know, it was just a big mob on the bench. So it was very, uh, very similar to that. And that's the stuff you love to see, though. You that's know, that the kind stuff of you love to see. And the bond, uh, it just kind of shows like the bond in the team and how much they just kind of care for each other. And like, they've got a real kind of sense of identity together. A hundred percent. And I think it, I think it speaks volumes sometimes on those smaller programs. And I know we're, we're, we're comparing two very different magnitudes of games. Yeah, but but you look in Canada at the start of the tournament how they were very individual. Yeah, well, yeah, it was and Czechia was a team that beat them and um, really and highlighted team. Canada's flaws as a team. Exactly, 
and 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 you look at these smaller programs and and maybe you wonder like and not to, you know you can't pin it on one guy but when there's less superstars are you a more cohesive team well and right? that's, and that's like like in canada like and and you would hope not but i wonder like is there is there any players that maybe resent how good bedard is right or 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 rest on that or 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 other players that go i've already been drafted whereas when you have a czechia team that isn't already in the nhl yeah you know i i wonder if you you do see more of that team connection that team bonding and and more of a team first mindset and I, yeah and no and that that's a very good point because that um it reminds me i've watched uh um well i listened to like a podcast that uh Christopher Stieg was on. He played in the NHL for a good number of years. And I can't remember what team he was talking about at the time, but he was talking about how they, you know, they didn't have all these superstars. They weren't a very good team, but the coach that they had, you know, they outlined a system and it's like, you're this player, like this is your role. And every guy on the team just had their own role. And when it all comes together and everybody's just doing their part, they they were actually a really good team that year. Um, mm-hmm. I can't, yeah, I can't remember... Uh, what team he was on that year but it, it reminds me of that yeah you don't need you know without the superstars kind of or superstars it's almost maybe easier to try and create a um you know a certain system together as a team whereas you know it was very evident with Canada in both the overtime games they played it's get the puck to Bedard and let him let him do his thing and just try to get open pretty much yeah yeah have have one player win the game and it's it's always been a famous Bill Belichick philosophy, and I know people roll their eyes because who is a bigger superstar than Tom Brady? Um, but Belichick famously, especially on defense, um, I remember I read a book about his scouting method, and he wouldn't look for the players with the most sacks or the most interceptions, but he would look at like the percentage of like how many times as a defensive end do you seal the edge. So even if you don't get the hit, have you sealed the edge? Yeah. And it's like he would always draft guys on those not on those not highlight level things, but on the on the on the real team oriented side of the game, right? He would draft those guys. And yeah, you know, oh, yeah, exactly. six rings speaks for itself. <laughs> oh, does it ever? You, you don't uh, see that in the Kingsbury method, baby. But boom. Oh, you really, and, really. But but actually on this, I I've I'm thinking I'm on record on this podcast saying it that that's why as long as that racist Jerry Jones is still running that organization, they're they're never gonna win because he only drafts individual superstars because they every year, like two out of the five best selling jerseys are almost always Cowboys players. Yeah, I, I, it, I think that also helps with how you know popular that team is. But no, you like yeah, I remember. Um, last year Trayvon Diggs was really up there mm-hmm. in jersey sales, and it's literally like I can't even remember the last time I seen a, a cornerback that high and in jersey sales because it's literally just because he had all those interceptions. But didn't he also have the stat of like most given up touchdowns too? Most given up yards. There you go. So it's so so a Belichick would never draft a guy like that. Yeah. But it's but you know he probably made the team however much money and I these are old stats from when I was in a, a, a econ of sports class in university but um 
they I remember a professor he he pulled up all of like the the yearly earnings from the teams because it's public it's public domain it's public data and um like the Cowboys by every year is the highest earning football team they make the biggest profit oh yeah. there's other factors because Jerry Jones owns the stadium oh yeah true, yeah Yep, they didn't do like a, a deal with the city. Yeah, that's right. So, but you know, you know what they say: it pays to be a racist piece of shit. Yeah, you know, you're not, you're not wrong. Um, uh, did have you seen the picture, the old picture of Jerry Jones? I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, the one where like I, I and I should know the exact name of the school, but it was the famous school that that you know integrated, tried to break segregation. And Jerry Jones was one of the white guys protesting it. Yeah, it's like it's it doesn't get doesn't get worse than that. No, yeah. You you, you talk about old that. tweets. I think that blows fucking old tweets out of the water. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, which is funny because yeah. remember in the NBA, like there was that owner. That 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 said that racist thing to his wife, like the the wife was sleeping around, like didn't even say to the wife, "I don't care if you fuck black guys, just don't bring him around." And he was forced to sell the team. Oh really? Yeah, good old Jay Jones is out here keeping segregation strong. Oh jeez, I I never even heard about that. Oh, this was this yeah. was um, oh this was like five or six years ago. Um, NBA owner. I'll find his name for us to sell team. It yeah, was I never, I don't, I mean, Donald I don't Sterling. Oh, that name does ring a bell, though. Yeah, he was the Phoenix Suns. Um, Phoenix Suns. Okay. And I didn't know it was the Suns. Oh, shit. Donald Sterling. Banned for life from the NBA. By the NBA. Jeez. Um, well, yeah, you know what? Fair, fair play. I mean, I gotta find his exact because I remember it being something like obviously it was bad and racist, but it was like I, I don't think it was even close to as bad as protesting to maintain segregation, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's bad. That's on a that's on another level. Um, yeah, no, I didn't I didn't know about that though. That's hmm. I'm I'm trying to find out the exact quote. He said, and it, and I looked up Donald Sterling quote, and it just brought me to brainyquotes.com. Oh, jeez. And the first one they gave by Donald Sterling just says, I'm not a racist. Well, sounds like he is if he was forced to sell the team. Well, and, and it sounds like he is. If your most popular quote is, I'm not a racist, chances are good. Yeah, chances are you're probably. Probably a racist. <laughs> If I had to bet money, um, yeah. any luck finding it? Yeah, no. Um, just lost. Yeah, I wonder they're... if you would still be on there. Okay, there, there we go. There we go. <laughs> This is what he said to his girlfriend. You can sleep with black people. You can bring them in. You can do whatever you want. The little I ask is you not bring them to my games. Jeez. Like, again, bad, bad quote. 
bad quote, but <laughs> Jerry wow. still has a team. Yeah, that's jeez. Like, like the guy who's like, yeah, cheat on me with him. Just don't bring the guy you just fucked to our box. I, I, if you take race out of it, I think that's a very reasonable request. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck whoever you want. Just don't bring him up to the owner's suite and sit next to me. Yeah. Don't, don't, I don't want... I'm I'm cool with you cheating on me, but I just don't want him sitting next to me with a Phoenix Suns foam finger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. Huh. Uh, well, then... welcome, welcome to this day and age where that shit still happens, apparently. Would you say that this was like five years ago? I think. Um... Huh. I didn't know this, actually. Apparently, Dak Prescott has uh, has spoken out about it. Oh, really? He said he stands for growth and giving grace. Jeez. Wow. And Jerry Jones believed in giving an old Nazi salute when black people tried to come into his school. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, man. Well, you know, and, and you know, I, I do agree with part of um what Dak Prescott says. I, 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 too, believe in change. And I'll segue on to... The next piece of shit we're talking about that's not just Jerry Jones, Skip Bayless. Yeah. How you um, doing, champ? Well, well, we'll dive into him into a sec. I will just kind of wrap up the the World Juniors here and then we'll dive into all the all the football. You're right. We football. we should we should finish talking about these young up and coming superstars before we waste our breath talking about a washed up old fucking wet fart that exactly. says controversy to stay relevant. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, well, how, how do we want to end off this World Juniors? <laughs> well, I was just gonna. So, you know, uh, final day of the tournament did not disappoint. You know, um, that that Sweden U.S. game. You know, going back and forth, back and forth. U.S. gets a power play goal with like two minutes or something, or like a minute fifty left to take the lead. All the U.S. fans are are cheering and whatnot, and then Sweden comes back down. Um, to, to tie the game with like 20 seconds left and they go to overtime and you know uh the americans do win they get the bronze medal in an 8-7 game though like that was that was a phenomenal game to watch uh from start to finish mm-hmm. i will also say though and i tweeted this out the u.s has like the american team this year has some of the fucking coolest names in <laughs> hockey like, I'm not even kidding. You got Ryan Ufko. His last name is U-F-K-O. The, the overtime hero, Chaz Lucius. Nah, that's a fucking and, sick name. And my favorite one. You ready for my favorite one on the team? And, and I, hope, I hope he makes it far, because I would love to get a jersey, a jersey with his name on it, because it's so good. His name is Red Savage. Oh, that's like terrific. that is a great name. That is a hockey player's name if I've ever heard one. Mm-hmm. That's unreal. Um, and then yeah, the gold medal game, you know, kind of was kind of looking a little boring at first. You know, Canada's got the two nothing lead going into the third, and then in the blink of an eye, just some crucial mistakes made by um, the Canadian defenders. 
And just like that, bing, bing, in less than a minute, we got a, we got a tie hockey game, and uh, which eventually goes into overtime where Dylan Gunther gets the, the golden goal for Canada to, to win back-to-back gold medals in the World Juniors for the first time since 2009. That's pretty impressive. And back in 09, um, we were kind of chatting about this a little before the... Uh, back in 09, we went on quite the impressive one because we won it every year from 05 to 09. Yeah, and then, yeah, that wasn't able to, to go back-to-back since. But I, I will say, you know, it, it's it could go either way. You could call it a hot take. You could be like, well, that's not a hot take. Um, I'm only calling it a hot take because they actually won the whole tournament, whereas if it was like... Mm-hmm. They lost, maybe not as much. Canada does not. They're, they're, I don't even think Canada's in a medal game if Connor Bedard is not on the team. Yeah. Well, I, I, genuinely, I, I, I don't think they. I don't even think they make it out of the quarterfinal without him. I, I don't and know the, how the rest of like, you know, he got that overtime goal. So, like, obviously, but it's like as a whole throughout the entire tournament without him, because I, I wasn't a fan of of this uh, this Canadian team though this year in terms of of what I saw. Mm-hmm. And I um, I we I I think you shared it with me, or maybe I just saw a tweet. It was something like going into maybe the uh, semifinals. I think because he got an assist on the first uh, goal of that game. Yeah. And it was something that Connor Bedard was involved up up to that goal. He was involved in sixty five percent of all Canada points. Yeah, yeah, like that that stat in itself. And I think the yeah, yeah. And I and I, I, and I well, oh, I was just gonna say quickly. Um, yeah. the World Juniors is so different now from when it was, you know, say ten, fifteen years ago. Whereas. You're, you're kind of third and fourth line. You've maybe got kind of more of a checking line, you know. But now in today's age, it's literally just... It, it doesn't matter if you're, you're abysmal in your own end. Like, if, if you don't know how to play defense or skate backwards, doesn't matter. If you're an offensive player and put up lots of points, you're, you're on the team pretty much. And it was very mm-hmm. evident with, with how terrible um, Canada was defensively. And I, I know it's like, oh, you know, they're... They're kids, like they're learning, but it's like it just it never got better. Especially yeah. after that first game loss against Czechia. We thought, okay, maybe, you know, now they're not gonna be as cocky, like they're gonna realize like you've got to play some more defense. When no, they it was still just all offense and numerous turnovers, terrible mistakes in their own end, turning the puck over in their own end, like it. Mm-hmm. And without Bedard there to help put up the points and bail bail them out, I don't I don't think they get a medal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And kind of maybe a little bit on what we were talking earlier. Would Could you even go as far as saying, if this wasn't in Canada, would we even have made it to the gold medal game? Yeah. Because we were talking earlier, just argument. going back, like I, I pulled it up before the episode and we were talking about a lot of the past world juniors. And there is a... A bit of a correlation now, yeah, specifically kind of between 2010 and 2017 is, is where it's most evident. But but the years Canada didn't didn't host it, they don't even medal sometimes. Or they don't even make it to the gold medal game. Or they lose in the bronze medal game like they come in fourth. And 
you know, still an amazing turnout, but you think so clearly, and then the years they're in Canada, they're almost always in the gold medal game, if not winning it. Yeah, no. Like, you could also make an argument. Yeah. The first time they went back-to-back is the first time they've hosted back-to-back since since 09-10, right? Yeah. They've hosted the last three years. And they've they've been well, technically been... technically two. Um, actually, no, yeah, last never mind. Three never mind. Wait, never mind. Yeah, 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 never mind. Yeah, that was a good yeah, so, yeah, because like two two in a row were in Edmonton and then Halifax Moncton. So, yeah, you know, you you could even make an argument. First time they go back to back. First time they're hosting back to back. Um, since since a while, and then. On top of that, yeah, you have the Bedard factor. So I think what we're getting at, this dupe, okay, maybe this is the hot take question we're trying to lead up to. Is this the weakest gold medal Canada team we've seen in a while? In in a while, I would say yes. Um, obviously, that you know, the star power was there. Um, their goalie, Milic, you know, showed up when he had to, you know, especially after Build that. on his uh, head in that USA game, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like obviously they, they, you know, they got the job done. They were a great team. But looking back at, you know, some of the past gold medal winning teams for Canada, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them in, in that same category of elite as, as those other ones. Interesting. Oh. But like at the end of the day, you know they got they got it done, um, and just a phenomenal it. showing by by Czechia too. Like that that True. was just an incredible tournament for them. You know, especially coming right out of the gate when, you know, most teams it's um, you know game one against Canada, first day of the World Juniors are like fuck. Like this is a good way to start, and they, you know they come out and uh, hand Canada lost there, and you know set the tone there only to end up meeting them again in the, the gold medal game. And mm-hmm. they crawl back from 2 nothing in the third to force overtime. And they actually had some good chances of their own to win it. So, you mm-hmm. know, they were, they were one. And especially at the end of the third period with like 20 seconds left, they, they had a shot on net and there was a flurry in front. And, you know, the right guy gets a stick on it. You get the right bounce. Mm-hmm. Czechia wins that game in regulation and they're, they're going home with the gold medal. So, yeah. And and I think it's it, it is a beauty of the World Juniors is is the teams do do have some similarities every two years, right? Like there is a growth curve where you know, you remember in twenty eighteen there was the famous uh, Switzerland coach. You had that great interview. Yeah, twenty nineteen Switzerland came in fourth place. Yeah, right. Twenty twenty two Czechia came in fourth. Twenty twenty three they came in. Second. Second. Yeah. So so obvi- you know, obviously not every player on that team was the same, but but you gotta assume there was some you know, it's it's good crops of guys coming up. So I think it's that to me that's always something exciting about the world juniors is like Exactly. You know, what what team what team is gonna be big next year? Like not not trying to talk smack, but you know, maybe we see Czechia now have a fall off. Right? maybe, maybe they're not in the medal games next year, next two years because yeah. You know, this two-year run has been a crop. You know, the USA wasn't uh, in the medal game in 2022. 
but they, they had a great team in 2023. Will they have a better team in 2024, maybe? You know what I mean? So it's always it's yeah. always fun seeing the two-year progression of these world junior teams because, well, you know... And the big part of it as well that's now starting to become more prominent in today's, like, world junior tournaments. Um, and, and th- like, this sounds stupid, but once I explain it, makes more sense. But each year, Canada and U.S. are kind of more at a disadvantage than opposing countries and it's on the sole fact that you know every player on that you know plays um for team canada and u.s they're they they play the regular hockey in north america whether it's in the juniors or like college hockey or in the nhl mm-hmm. and so a lot of the guys on canada this year um are are like either high going to be a high draft pick so they're going to be playing in the nhl next year or their top players where this was their first year playing in the world juniors, they've already been drafted their first round picks. They're going to be in the NHL next year and -hmm. they're not going to get loaned to it. So most like most of Canada's team next year is going to be a lot of different players. Whereas over and and same with uh, the Americans, whereas, you know, Sweden, uh, Finland, you know, even Czechia, Germany, Switzerland, a lot of these guys, you know, get drafted, but they're kind of lower end draft picks. So it's like, you don't make the NHL right away. You stick with your junior team and, you know, play a couple more years. And then um, if you can make the NHL, you make it. So a lot of those guys, um, you know, can kind of play two to three years, depending on, on their age and eligibility. Yeah. So I can't remember what team they were talking about. I, I, w- I want to say it was either Slovakia or Czechia, maybe even Finland. But it was like, it was like 80% of their team was returning players from last year. Mm. so whereas all these other countries it's now you know you've got all these guys and you know most of them have never played with each other you know they're buddies but they've never played together now you're trying to make line combinations work and and make a system work with these guys whereas some of these other ones all these players have played together before you know they did last year and whatnot so they know who works well with each other and the kind of system they want to run with so Mm -hmm. it kind of helps them out a bit in terms of you know, preparing for the tournament and, and coming in ready and all ready as a team because you you were a team, you know, previously together. And and that's maybe why you do see a lot less individual play, right? Like the teams aren't focused on a Bedard, right? Like, because when you don't have full team chemistry, yeah, the best game plan is get the player who's the best, the puck. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like if you don't have the time to make plays, make set systems, like all that, all that chemistry that takes a while, like, yeah, your, your game plan becomes who's the best guy. Just give them the opportunities. Yeah. I will say though, um, it started out with, with something about Bedard and now I'm kind of leaning the other way, but my first kind of thing, you know, wa- watching him like full games of him from start to finish, he is he did show himself as a very kind of individual player for a good part, Mm -hmm. just in terms of he'll get the puck in like his own end and he'll try to go end to end and deke through like three defenders, like all in front of him at once. And he turns it over and then the other team comes down and gets a good opportunity and he's, you know, hardly back checking. And so it's like, you know, maybe that's the way the coach wanted him to play. They said, you know what? You don't need to focus on defense that much. I don't think many coaches would say that though. But so, you know, kind of seeing that. But then after this gold medal game, they were uh, doing an interview with him because he set the Canadian record for 
uh, most goals in a single world junior and most points. Mm. And when asked about those records, he just said, I don't want to talk about myself. Like, look at our team here. Look what we did. I want to talk about that and all that. So he was very like, he didn't want it to be about him. He wanted it to be about the team, which, you know, I thought was incredible for him at the age of 17 to, to be talking like that. Most guys would be like, yeah, look at me. Like, Saying I'm the, best, though, I'm the MVP and whatnot, and he was like, "I want to talk about the team. I'm. I don't care what I like. Obviously, he cares about what he did. Like, it'll kind of soak in later for him. But he was only really focused on, on celebrating with his team and and whatnot. Okay, n- not not to shit on him, but I'll say this. That's after he set the record, right? I mean, yeah. A- ask ask him if he cares about that in in the quarterfinal game when he is playing individualistically. Like when when you have the gold medal around your neck and you're looking around at your teammates, no no one in their right mind is going to bring up their own personal record. Like it's no, but but it was already like it was already said by the reporter, and then he was just like shut it down. No, and 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 again, kudos to him, but it's. I, I think that's an easy stance to have after you've won the record. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, but but that that was his opportunity. He's not going to get that opportunity to kind of talk about it if he wanted to. And, you know... Oh, he'll be on a podcast that. in a month. Well, maybe, but... I don't know. I that's the that new was, thing. He's going to be on cool. Bar Down, Skis, fucking whatever podcast that is. Yeah, they got blocked. I will say, though, um, Czechia didn't... That, Gold medal game was the first game of the tournament where Bedard didn't get a single point. Czechia completely shut him down in terms of, uh, you know, producing for the team. Fair enough. And, and and again, maybe that's another reason. You know, scores all these goals can't can't produce in the gold medal game. He's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't bring up me. Let's talk about this team. Yeah. Just glad we got the gold. Um. Yeah, no, just all in all, it was a fantastic tournament. I don't think it went the way a lot of people thought it was going to in terms of where teams finished and and whatnot. But you know what? It was entertaining right from start to finish. So, And, and I got to say, it, it does really feel like year after year, few, few tournaments deliver as consistently as the World Juniors. Yeah. And like I like just... the idea people have that no... Um, city with an nhl team should ever host the world juniors and i and i like that honestly you know because you just get those more those more hungry fans and i i don't want to say more passionate but it's like they're like they don't get to experience that level of hockey and the just the atmosphere you got in halifax and moncton was insane whereas in and even um a couple years ago, or however long it was, in Saskatoon and Regina, like that that crowd was absolutely insane. Whereas, you know, you have in Edmonton, it's not, you know, it's still passionate, but it just doesn't feel like it has that same vibe, especially when it's in a big, you know, millions and millions of dollar facility. Whereas you have more of a smaller kind of cozy little home arena type thing. It just kind of makes the atmosphere that much cooler, I think. Now, I will put this out there, not, not to be a hater. But I also wonder, is, is doing it in those more rural towns, you are, you are giving less resources to the foreign players. Right? Like, like, if you're Slovakian, you're Swedish, you're, you're going to have better nutritional options, um, 
that well, that kind of stuff they make in a bigger city any, anywhere. I think they they go out of their way to make sure that um, that there is you know lots lots available regardless of where it's at. I'll just throw this out though. So in the years, nah, actually maybe never mind. I was gonna say because the year we hosted it in Vancouver and Victoria. Actually, no, that's a bad example. Fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, years we hosted in Edmonton. We yep. went, ah, okay, never mind. My, my, you know, my point went out the window. I was going to make a point of like, when we hosted in Saskatoon and Regina, we made it to the medal game. When we hosted it in Halifax and Moncton, we made it to the gold medal game. When we hosted it in Calgary and Edmonton, we only made it to the bronze. And there was another one in here of... Another time it was hosted in a bigger city and we only got bronze. And then another one it was in a rural and we made the gold medal. But now now I'm just looking for stats. Now I'm just I'm just, you know I'm being the skip bayless here. I'm just looking for bullshit takes. Speaking of skip bayless, let's uh I think Speaking we're, of we're pieces of shit. I think we're good to move over to football. I think that kind of wraps up our our world junior coverage there. Um had lots of engagement uh, on on Twitter throughout the throughout the game, so that nice. was that was really good to see. But was that Fantastic because you tournament. said slurs? No, I would never. Speaking of slurs and whatnot, we'll get I got we'll get to someone later on the clown report uh, to clown on. But oh, there's oh, there's a big um, clown report. We got yeah. we got a big clown. I almost I almost don't want to cover football and go right into the clown report. Um, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there because we'd also need. to talk about our big pgo parlay as well you know i'm I'm gonna start off with our our segment for football just by saying this the pgo team unequivocally or undeniably however however that's phrased sends prayers to to hamlin's family the team everyone involved him hamlin himself um we we believe that a player's life is always more important than the game in any in any circumstance. That being said, as Brandon knows, I got pretty frustrated on Monday after they had canceled the game, watching three hours of them just speculating about a man fighting for his life. Yeah, it was it was crazy because that was the um that was the same night that Bedard had that phenomenal goal against Slovakia. And so it's like one of the coolest, like greatest things in hockey, like in recent memory has just happened. And then there's, you know, what's going on in the NFL. A lot of people watching that hockey game flip over that football game. And all they see is, you know, hundreds of people on the field and ambulance in the middle of the field, like players crying. And it's like, you know, if, if I didn't get that, uh, that Twitter notification, that text from you, I wouldn't have known what was going on. I would have been like, you know, what the fuck is happening here right now? Well, and then actually, so then then maybe that makes me dial back. You know, maybe that's why they did spend so much time explaining what, what had happened. But there, there came a point, like once the game had been canceled, in my opinion, you, you know what? You just, you switch to Sports Center or you switch to Highlights or you, you do a top 20 plays of the month. Like, you switch to an old program because for the next three hours, they just rehash the situation, offering yeah. nothing interesting except for 
profiteering off of a horrible accident, a horrible freak event. Yeah. Like at Especially one point, Adam Schefter was literally doing a play-by-play on tears rolling down Stefan Diggs' face. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if, if that off. doesn't say time to turn off the fucking TV, I don't know what does. So, so I wanted to say, we, we send in, and I've, I've kind of dominated this, so I, I will give you a chance to speak on it, but I, I want to make a point in, when, when talking about the Hamlin situation, at least I believe, you know, all the serious stuff it's been said. So we are, because we are a comedy sports podcast, we're going to roast the shit out of Skip Bayless. We're going to make fun of Bart Scott, and we're going to make fun of Schaffner. Yeah. Um, and, and we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to waste your time going, this is so sad. We're, we're praying and say that for two hours. Cause, cause it is. And we feel that, but there, there is a point where we need to let the player heal and let, yeah. in my opinion, and let, let the family heal and, you know, put put our media attention elsewhere for a while. Let let them heal. Yeah, even even that night, I actually, uh, um, you know, I I even prayed for him. You know, I I got down on my knees and I put out a quick prayer because that was that was scary, especially when you just think about it. it's like a, it's a twenty four year old and and to have something like that happen could be you know, you know, even it, not even you know career threatening. That's not even a thought of um, any life threatening for people. That's life threatening, and it could could have been potentially life-changing we still don't know for sure obviously um you know it has come out that he is doing much better he he is alert and awake and um you know he's holding hands with his family he's used a whiteboard to communicate so Mm. it's looking like there's no you know major like brain damage that has been suffered and that is largely due to um the the bill's uh trainer i'm just gonna pull up his name here because the doctor said without him you know immediately you know assessing cpr and doing what he did um Mm -hmm. you know wouldn't be here his name is denny kellington so he's he's the reason that uh damar hamlin is still um with us today so that's that's uh that's a big shout out to him but yeah i i agree with you in in the whole thing like you just finished, you know, week 17 with some crazy games. Just show highlights there. Break down big plays of those games. 2022 just finished. A huge year in football. Show the top 100 plays of the year. Or even just fucking rerun, you know, the Bills-Chiefs game from last year that was a, an insane game. Like, there were so many things they could have done. And it would have, you know... I think it was Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were... um were the announcers for that game. And even them there, just, you know, the camera on them, still having to talk and stuff, they looked uncomfortable. They wanted to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they and it's, but it, they just kept, it's like, it's your job. We have three more hours of, of TV time here. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to use it and have people here watching. It's like, fucking even just put on a black screen. And I think more people would have been happy with that. I, you know what? If they just sat there, the black screen, um, for the next two hours, I would have just left my TV on. Sure, I would have given them a view for it, but I'm not going to sit there and watch a fucking break, like a play-by-play breakdown of his teammates in tears. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. was just absolute garbage, and it was very tough to watch. And it's it's a big um, it's a big L on on the NFL there for for the way that they handled it, especially with how much time had went by. 
and it was the coaches spearheading the decision for the game to to be postponed and to not continue that night. And and I actually heard it. It wasn't even I heard in an interview with Cincinnati's coach. It wasn't even the coaches as much as the the team's captains. They met. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals coach, I guess, contacted McDermott, um, and and they like they didn't. They just stood aside and and allowed the decisions to be made by the team captains. And and yeah. I think kudos uh, to the captains. And all the Bengals captains went to the Bills locker room, and you know we're obviously mm-hmm. consoling the players. But yeah, they, uh, yeah, the players I think also had a very big, uh, big big part in in that decision being made. Mm-hmm. And and kudos to to the coaches for allowing like for for not trying to dominate the situation, um. But, but I I, I just want to pull up two things quickly. Um, Demar Hamlin's father has actually come out um and requested because and I've seen a lot of this on Twitter and it's fucking disgusting. Um, to lay off T Higgins. Yeah, because it was not his fault, and the fact people were saying it was his fault. Bart Scott. Uh, yeah, it was just absolutely like that's a normal football football play you see a hundred times a game. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. It was a. It was just a normal regular tackle made by Hamlin. Like Higgins didn't do anything to to purposely hurt him or, or force anything. Like it, it's it was just a freak accident at the end of the day. Yeah, um, it's you yeah. know, and it's yeah. And, and and to to insist like, yeah, there's 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 forever gonna be idiots, yeah, doofuses on Twitter that that are blaming T Higgins. It's but easy for, for the people on Twitter with, but for an you know, ESPN no commentator, no profile picture to say that shit, like they can yeah. hide behind a screen and tweet whatever they want because they think it's funny. Like it's it's wrong. But, but for an ESPN commentator to come out. Yeah. And 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 insinuate, imply that that it was T Higgins' fault. Like, yeah, Bart Scott, what a clown, man. Yeah, that was that was fucking wrong, in in every way, shape, and form. Just, just ridiculous. To and see. then what fucking Skip Bayless was tweeting? He was tweeting about how, oh, a game of this magnitude, like, how can you, how can you stop it, like? You've got oh. to continue it. And then the fucking following day, he doesn't even... And that's when um, Shannon Sharp didn't even appear on their show. It was just Skip. He didn't even apologize for, for his tweet, even on Twitter. He didn't apologize. It's just you misunderstood what I was saying. And, and I love that. And I, I don't want to steal someone else's take because I'll be honest. I, I thought of this first, but I did, I did hear someone else repeat it. Um, uh, Moist Critical or uh, Penguin Zero, the YouTuber. Yeah, he I did rarely talks about sports, but 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 came out came out of the shadows to shit on Skip Bayless, uh, declaring it the most ratioed tweet so far of 2023, and I agree. Jeez, um, yeah. but but the great point I thought he made was was good on Skip not even coming out and being like, cause cause I kind of see where he like he may have been going. Mm-hmm. And and if I like, if Skip Bayless came out the next day and said, "Hey, I worded that horribly. What I actually meant was this, and I worded that that like a doofus, but that's not what I meant." Yeah, 
I I say all is forgiven because yeah, I, I agree. We, me and you, we've we've spoken for hours on air. I I've done comedy. That the amount of times we've said something stupid or or said something that we just worded wrong, it, it happened to go. No, no, no. That's on you guys. You misunderstood yeah. that. And it's like, especially when it's not even like you know, as we're talking on a podcast right now, or you're you're an analyst, like you're talking on live TV. You know, you're conveying a tweet out where no one can fully understand your tone. No one can see you when you're doing it. So you you don't, you know, it's, you interpret it the way that you, you first interpret it. Maybe not the way that they intend for it to be. But yeah, the fact that he's like, that's on you guys. Like, I said what I said and, and, and you guys took it out of context. No, everyone took in the context the way that he said it. He, if he yeah. just said, yeah, I fucked up. I should have worded it better. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But and to blame other people is just like it's like fuck come on dude. Well Which further just makes him more of a clown. Makes him more of a clown and and he's like he's just such a and fuck it, I'll send him this clip. Because I remember four years ago when Doc Prescott maybe not four years ago, a few years ago, when Doc Prescott talked about his uh bouts with depression. Yeah. Skip Bayless criticized him for that. Yeah. Saying, saying, talking about mental illness did, didn't make him manly, didn't make him a good leader, yeah. right? And so, and so, Skip Bayless over here, the fucking moral, moral manliness and leader. He he's the one that calls it out. Apparently, first off, unable to fess up to being wrong, fucking clown move. And then, um, the next on the Tuesday, Shannon Sharp just quickly is asked to address it at the very start of the episode. Yeah. And and doesn't even throw Skip under the bus. He just goes, "I disagree with the tweet," and I hope he deletes it. And Skip doesn't even let um, Shannon finishes finishing his opening remarks to start he the episode. Does. He just blurts and goes, "I'm not deleting it. I'm not deleting it." And then they get into a little argument. And then when they change subjects and they start talking NBA, it starts off with Shannon Sharp like he's the first one to talk on. I think it was LeBron or whatever. Yeah, um, and you see. Dude, Skip Bayless is pouting like a fucking two-year-old across the desk, man. Yeah, right. He might as well have been like scribbling on the desk, being like, "I hate this." Like it, <laughs> he was such a little piss baby, man. Like, yeah, like, like he just sits there with his arms, like his face got all scrunched up. He got all woo woo, and then even a few weeks before, um, he he just out of nowhere dissed Shannon Sharp because. Tom Brady hasn't come in Skip Bayless's mouth enough times for him. I, I don't know. Like, I I think Skip just is is waiting is waiting to get invited to Tommy's glory hole here. Like, I don't. Yeah. Um, the, the the guy's a complete yeah. nutter fucking clown, and you know, good good on him. He's he's amassed a huge following, right? He's wildly yeah. more successful in the sports world than we are. But as as you know. As Not we've seen from him in the past, Bart Scott, Bart Scott's recent comments, Stephen A. Smith's past comments, Max Kellerman's, you don't have to be smart to make it in sports commentating, apparently. Yeah, you really don't. Um, yeah, you can be dumb as fucking rocks and still have a show. Yeah, um, I'm going to put this in just because it kind of ties to, to a couple things you said. So there's, So I send you that... Um, that uh, that Eagles fan on on Instagram. I don't know. Can we say his his Instagram handle? Is that allowed? 
let's not dox him. Cap. So we won't say. It. So we'll just say he's an Eagles fan. Um, if anyone does research, easy to find him now based on what he's done. Oh, that, uh, the, that's the post that got deleted, right? No, never mind. Yep, never mind. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Continue. So it all started with this Eagles fan when the, the Cowboys beat the Eagles in, oh, whatever it was, I think week 15 or 16 or whatever. Um, and so he puts out, you know, a video on TikTok and it puts on his Instagram where he's showing off his, his Eagles hoodie and he's like, oh, like Dak, um, look at this, uh, like, look at this hoodie my mom bought me. It feels so good to have a mom, obviously taking a shot at, at Prescott's mom passing away, um, like 10 years ago or something. And then he puts out a tweet as well saying how I think he even added Dak Prescott and said, like, I'm glad actually I, I have the, the, the tweet right here. Um, he said, I'm glad you lost your mom and brother because his brother did pass away as well. I hope your other brother, Tad, is next. Like, holy fuck. For someone to put shit out like that, dude, you gotta be the world's biggest clown, I think. Oh, and yeah, so so I, I went on his Instagram. He's got he's got the little uh the little douchey TikTok permed fucking haircut going. You know what the worst part is? That he agreed with Skip Bayless? Well not only that, so after he got flamed hard for for that tweet he put out and that video. To the point where um, people were, uh, they found like his his uh, his grandparents' address, and were like stalking his grandparents and I guess harassing them, which is never okay. That's never not okay. Parents like so this this dude, this Eagles fan, decides to put out a, a fake ass apology video, where he's like apologizing to the Prescott family, rolling his eyes constantly. He's reading off a script you can clearly see, so it's not heartfelt. It's just something he wrote up to try and make everyone love him again as he's rolling his eyes constantly throughout um, his apology video. But do you know what the fucking worst part of it was? He shaved his mustache. I was and just going like, to say, a little he has a Hitler, Hitler mustache. mustache. He has yeah. a fucking, I, I'm looking at his old, like, the, the, the guy is, he has a Hitler stash. Yeah. It's, and, and, and now he's taken this whole Amlin situation and at this point, I don't, I like, I don't think he cares about the repercussions or the future consequences of what he's doing. I think he's just like wants all eyes on me, whether I'm a piece of shit or not. Like, look at me, look at me, because now he's putting out stuff, being like, you know, how can you cancel an NH or an NFL game just because a player got hurt? Players get hurt all the time, and then he referred to that uh, player on the Steelers that that got paralyzed. Um. And he was like, look at this. They still finished the game. Like, they, they just sucked it up and powered through. It's like, like obviously, he's just doing it now because he wants people to, to notice him and, and just get gain more interaction on his pages. But it's like, it's like a dude fucking died for a bit there. And, and uh, I'm sorry, him, dude. I, I completely I'm got derailed. Buddy has a fucking Hitler stash. What? Yeah. And then I and like he, it. He, he, he does the Hitler stash. He started he, it when he made that apology video. Yeah, and, and he like, tweets these shit. pictures. Like, he tweeted a picture of uh, Jimmy G saying, I hope it's season ending. And then 
posts a thing of, you know, it's, it's not okay, but tries to dox a guy for saying you're gonna die. Being like a Cowboys fan gave me a death threat when literally he's cheering on the the graves of Cowboys players. Yeah. Like again, well, death threats are never when, okay. Two wrongs don't make a right. But if he's gonna complain like he's a fuck, like how soft what? can you be, buddy? How soft and can you be? Even after the Saints won, he posted that you know um, thing from uh, Phineas and Ferb, um, the show when it's like discovering something that doesn't exist, and then they lift it up, and then. Under it, it just says Alvin Kamara's father, and it's like Jesus. It's like, and then he goes on to to make a he goes on an Instagram live, and obviously people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna come get you." So what does Buddy do? He fucking pulls out his gun and points at the camera and says, "Yeah, come find me." And it's like, and then so then no, he starts, a guy with the Hitler stash also owns firearms and handles them recklessly. Unheard yeah, of. And then he started throwing out death threats to people, and then it's like. Yeah, so it's that that dude is probably the biggest clown I think I've maybe ever seen. Well, you know what? He's, he's got to be up there. I just thank my lucky stars that uh, I've never craved attention that bad. Yeah, you know, and like I, I will say, I will. Say, I, I I don't want to say if I'm I'm privileged that I don't have that illness, but I've never never craved attention that much i like it i i do a podcast i do comedy clearly i love attention i'm a narcissist but i've never never wanted it <laughs> yeah i will say though um because obviously you know a lot of eagles fans are, are quick to be like you know we don't condone what he's doing we don't um we don't view him as a part of the fan base and and you know props to them i will say i think we can you know confidently say with ease you know, he doesn't represent Eagles fans. Like, I, I know I know some Eagles fans personally. I love to give them a hard time. They give me a hard time back. You know, some of them, but it's with every fan base. There's always going to be tools out there. Um, well, and one douchebag like that d- doesn't represent the fan base. And other fans shouldn't be, um, you know, clowned on uh, just because they're Eagles fans like him. And, Cause, and, cause I, and I completely agree. He, he literally has no supporters. A hundred percent. And I completely agree. And this is like that. I, I, I agree as, as a Boston fan, right? Like Boston fans have a horrible reputation weird. for being racist. And I, too. pardon? They're fucking weird too. Oh, shush. Just saying, man. Yeah, exactly. They have a shit reputation, but, but I, you know, lived in the New England area, um, have, have met a lot of great ones. And yeah, yeah, you know, when 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 you get any anyone fanatic over a sport, you're gonna get a few cuckoo cuckoos. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. But I I agree with you. One of my good friends, no, I'll I'll do, oh not dodgeball. Shout out my buddy Noah, diehard Eagles fan. Flybirds yeah, fly, man. He is, yeah. Flybirds fly. Ah, oh, dude. Yeah, actually, did he? Me and him were. Uh, we we had the the bronze medal game in fantasy. I think he won, didn't he? Um, I even checked. I got. I think he did. Yeah. All right. Shout out. Shout out to Noah and your Eagles, man. Yeah, actually, I, I don't want to dodge before. Do you know what is? Uh, I thought he had the best. Uh, I thought he had the best fantasy name in the tournament. Um, what did he have again? The DoorDash Bandits. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> like my, mine was uh, mine was the TB12 method. Um, what was yours? 
Mine was House of Cards because I House had... of Cards. That oh, actually yeah, never yeah. mind. That was. Hey yo, no, I got third. Everyone suck it. Oh, you did. Oh shit, you did. And that's even with Josh Allen not even playing. Oh, but I guess he had Jamar Chase, so I guess it kind of evens out. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say because you're right. I because oh, but Eckler came up huge for me. You had your team name is TB12, and you had TB12 on the bench. Yeah, and he put up 37 that week. Fantasy championship. Well, I guess not championship, but third place game. You sat him on the bench. Yeah, that's that's tough. I'll I'll admit it, that was that was a hard decision. But uh But you know you you could have never predicted what uh what happened in that Bills game. Yeah, no. You know, no, actually no. I should have I should have followed up Skip Bayless's tweet with going Fuck the regular season. My fantasy league is more important. Let's get this game yeah. back going. Yeah, if you want to get on his level, that's what yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I, I should have tweeted out, be like, good thing the injury was to the Bills' defense. I need Allen on full cylinders. You actually had the Bills' defense. <laughs> oh, did I this week? Oh, my God, yeah, fuck. Um, Maybe my fantasy team. Also, I'd like to point out how terrifically my tight end was this year. My tight end was Taysom Hill. Yeah, he that was huge. I think I even had him at one point. I dropped him like week three, and I scooped him up like the little like the little bottom feeder I am. Yeah, but no, okay. So so I came third in fantasy. That's that's good. You know, now that I'm winning, I will turn on into that Eagles fan, and I'm just gonna start wishing death on everyone's family. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I give it to you and you and uh, you and Noah get the awards, I think, for the two best two best names in the league this year. So funny, though, it started out with that and then come week like like the, the playoffs. My team was just absolutely just bent over. I lost Murray Cup and then Hopkins. So like yeah. my team name is House of Cards, but all my, all my cards, even James Conner was injured. So like I, I didn't have any of my Cardinals even even playing. By the end well i i think it's even funnier because house of cards is also an expression for something that can fall apart really easily that is true that's very true your your team what quite literally happen? was a house of cards my friend yeah actually yeah no it really was it yeah. really was the only thing you're missing is kevin spacey um kidding do you want? Do we want to dive? Just do a little recap on on week seventeen here quickly. Yeah, let's do a quick recap, recap, and then want to hop into the clown report. Yeah, well, we got do we got do we got week eighteen coming up. We got to do one more PGO parlay for the season here. Do we want to? Oh yeah, I guess we got to put it in today. Yeah. Um, who was the, the game last night? Was there even a game last night? Nope, there was no no Thursday night games, and there's no Monday. I believe there's just two on Saturday, and then the rest on uh, on Sunday. Oh wow! Some big games on Sunday. Let's see what Skip Bayless has to say about this. Yeah. Um, week seventeen. You know, there there was some some pretty big games. Uh, Saints beat the Eagles, but obviously, you know, Jalen Hurts wasn't playing. Um, Tom Brady, you know, put up twenty points in the fourth quarter. Had a rushing tutty. I might big add, dog. In, uh, I think you should just retire on that. In a in a big game where where the Bucks knock off the Panthers to to secure a playoff spot, um, mm-hmm. 
with a with a very humbling eight and eight record for them. A very humbling eight and eight record. And then the other kind of two big games uh, that happened in uh, just in terms of you know, well, actually, I guess there's kind of three in terms of uh, seeding and whatnot. But you know, Patriots, like we said, the X factor, their defense came through with uh, another defensive touchdown. They beat the Dolphins. Uh, 23-21. Um, Huge game. Seahawks, Huge. you know, walk walk over the Jets. Uh, the Pete Carroll method came through. And then the Green Bay Packers stomped the Vikings 41-17 to, uh, to keep their playoff hopes alive going into uh, a huge game in Week 18 that, that we'll get into. Yeah. That was, that was a, a truly beautiful week of football, my friend. That really, was, that really was lovely. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and not not to toot our own horn, but did that not get predicted the Seahawks Jets game like that? It came down to game planning. Yeah, it really did. Like it, it really, really did. I'm sorry, but the Seahawks were the better game planned team. Yeah, and because, even you know uh, what? Even the the Steelers um, coming back at the end to uh, to knock off the Ravens say they kept their playoff hopes alive. Actually, first year without. Uh, Without Big Ben and Mike Tomlin still uh, still going to to keep that playoff streak alive as well. Yeah, and and not to take anything away from Mike Tomlin, but it says something about Pickett. Yep. Right. Yeah, That's you know he's I and and I'll admit I'm not a I'm not a uh, Steelers fan, so I'm not up to date on him. But you know it is worth mentioning. You know he's he's kind of flown under the radar. I feel like they're just. Maybe it's just me, but I, I feel like I haven't heard as much about him as, you know, past rookie quarterbacks leading a team. Yeah, and and especially with the Steelers, it also says a lot, you know, about the team's just that, that locker room and, and their drive to win, especially when, you know, they, they were missing their best player, TJ Watt, for h- however long. Mm-hmm. Um, so for them to, to still be in the position that they're in now, Going into to week eighteen here with a, with a chance to still make the playoffs is is really a a true testament to, to what Tomlin has in that locker room and what the team goes out and does for for each other every game. A hundred percent. So getting into week eighteen here, also clowning on the Rams. The Rams are they have the worst record in Super Bowl era, um, in which they were the defending champion with a five and eleven record right now. Uh, just just a quick question, Brandon. Oh, I love that. Just a quick question. Hmm. So they they've done very bad this year. So so surely they're gonna get a high draft pick, right? Well, that's what you would think, right? They, they, right. They, they yeah. Must. That's just you know that, that I guess that's our way of of taking care of the Rams, right? All's not that bad. At least they get a high pick, right? Right. No. They traded it away. That's all. Well. Well, but okay, but what what about the Broncos, right? Like they've had an awful season. They they'll get a they'll they get the first round pick, right? Oh yeah, yeah, they're gonna be sitting with the the third overall pick, maybe even the second overall pick. Oh fuck, right? no, I fucked that up. I meant to say. Oh yeah, right, right, right. No, they no, won't. No, they won't. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's, let's ride. Speaking of the Broncos, actually. Do you know what they, um, uh, what was it? Because they traded their first round pick at, for like first round pick for last year's draft and this year's draft, right? Mm-hmm. 
So during the draft last year, when the Seahawks were about to make the pick with the Broncos' first-round pick, do you know what they did? No. All their guys sitting in their conference room for the draft, they take their big TV, they switch away from the draft, and they just put on Russell Wilson highlights. And one of their guys was sitting there. It might have been their GM. He's sitting there, and he's just like, this is better than, than, a, than a first-round pick right here and stuff. And it was just – it's so funny now to see it come full circle now where they're fucking bottom of the league. They're gonna, it's going to be a top-three pick going to the Seahawks. And just we're like hopping they were on so a... confident and cocky, and it just backfired so bad. Some say so bad, others say so beautifully. So here's something for you. Okay. All right. ESPN. Yep. The quarterback rating, right? The QBR. Yep. The leaderboard of all. All right, out of 31. 31. Where do you think Russ is on that? Remember, Probably two first-rounders were given up for him. Where's Russell on that? Well, you give up two first-rounders, like, he's got to be, what, four, five? Has to be. A little bit lower. All right, all right. Maybe he dropped to six, I guess. Six? Great question. So do you know who's number six? Who? Geno Smith. Holy shit. I bet I can guess who number one is. Patty. Brock Purdy. Actually, it's Jackson Mahomes. Oh, shit. It is Jackson Mahomes. Fuck. You're right. Unfortunately, I don't think Purdy has played enough to actually be on this list. Maybe not, actually, yeah. Um, Because they have Garoppolo listed here. Yeah, I only say that because since Purdy started in whatever week it was, week 14 or whatever, he's actually got the highest uh, uh, QBR. No, but he's a starting. He is. I I I'm I might go and buy a Purdy jersey. We can well we'll talk about him in another episode, maybe after. Like he's my new Heineke. Fucking love the kid. Um, so where's Russ on the list? So so but but just just keep in mind that the Seattle quarterback this year, Geno Smith, is sixth. Okay. Russell Wilson. Twenty seventh. Fuck. Would you like me to list some of the people that are ranked higher? Yeah. Matt Ryan. Fuck. Kirk Cousins. Shit. Ryan Tannehill. Matt Stafford. Legend Ryan Tannehill. Matt Stafford. Who? Kelly Stafford's husband. Oh, right, right, right. It gets better. Andy Dalton is higher than him. Yeah, no, you can't even shit talk the red rifle. Dude's been balling. The injured Kyler Murray, who also had injured targets all year, ranked above him. Oh, Jacoby Brissett is ranked 10th in the league. You know what? Mariota he, he is 14th. Mariota, 14th. Jeez. You know what I will say, though? I bet the Cleveland Browns make the playoffs if they don't bring Deshaun Watson in this season. Maybe. Like, if they catch just... Kobe Brissett for the rest of the season, I think they'd have that playoff spot. You know that's You know what? That's not an awful point. So, just something else worth noting, right? Yep. This is Trevor Lawrence's... Oh, is this his third year? No, it's his second year, right? 
Uh, second. Well, yeah, because first, yeah, yeah, second, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. So I, I was gonna say that the the Broncos didn't give up a pick that could have gotten Lawrence. Yeah. No. No. Okay. So oh, so shit. I don't think the there are any in a playoff spot. Pardon? The Jaguars are in a playoff spot. Yeah, There's man, no Lawrence has been balling, dude. If they, yeah, it's a, it's a win and in for them. Yeah, they just got to beat the Titans, man. They're in. Now, this is Patriots. Too, as much as I love, as much as I love them, I, I don't think they're making the pay, the the playoffs because they need to beat the Bills and th- or they need the Steelers and the Dolphins to both lose. Who are the Steelers and Dolphins playing? Steelers are playing the Browns. That's going to be a tough game. Okay. That's always a good game. That that game that's always good. Always and good. and and that and that's a rivalry. So even if like the Browns aren't in, like that that's a that's a personal game you want to win. Yeah, exactly. And then Dolphins Jets. Which which could go either way depending on could go either way, but cuz Tua might not play Teddy Bridgewater's probably out. So you're going with a third stringer. Uh, last game of the season, you're going to play Tua. But what if, if he's still got concussion symptoms? He can't. Well, that hasn't stopped him prior. Sure, um, okay. Also, shout-outs now. Dolphins are 0-5 since uh, since their, their coach, um, uh, McDaniel, he uh, wore that shirt about, like, I wish it was colder or something. Yeah. Flexing in practice. Well, look at him now. Look at him now. But missed the playoffs. The Patriots are playing the Bills. Yeah. No chance in hell the Patriots win that game. Probably not. The Bills are going to be emotional. Yeah. Right? They're going to be playing for Hamlin for sure. Yeah. Like, those hits are going to come hard. That Guys are going to break off the line fast. Receivers are going to go down that, that field quickly. Like... I'm I'm if there is an over for the Buffalo Bills this week, I am slamming that so fucking hard, yeah, man. I, I think you're right on that for sure. And, and as as much as it pains me, I'm I'm looking, I'm watching, I'm watching my Patriots. They're they're gonna get. I'm I'm seeing a lamb be sent to the slaughter here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I don't know making Russell Wilson play on a Thursday. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it, uh, stop giving him prime time now. Yeah. Um, um, but oh, yeah. at that same time, that was, that's cool. And then <laughs> even, even you look at the other side, like you've got that, that battle with, with the, the Patriots, um, Dolphins and Steelers on the other side, you know, you've got, um, earlier in the, in the Sunday, you've got the, the Seahawks and the Rams. I would assume, you know, Seahawks win that game. However, you know, Rams, Seahawks rivalry. Rams are going to be out there balling to try and play spoiler. And yep. then if the Seahawks lose, it, I all can't comes wait. Down, it all comes down to that Sunday night game. And that's exciting. It literally, like, that's, to me, that's what, like, I'm almost, I've, I'm, I'm kind of cheering for Seahawks now that Russ is out of there. Like, I'm cheering for Geno Smith. I think that's just, I, I really want to see that. And I think this I'm is Pete cheering. Carroll's redemption arc. But... I want Seattle to lose against Seattle. Exactly, because I want to see the Lions get in, and yep. 
I, I yep. think that's football. It's literally coming down to the two teams playing each other to get in. Like, it's none of this, you know, as, yeah. as long as the Seattle does lose first. But, you know, it's one of and those, like, Seattle oh, this win. team needs to win by X amount, and this team needs to lose by, like, that always gets so complicated. For it to come down to Lions versus Packers, winning in, and on top of that, man, I am, oh, my God, I'm pulling so hard for the Lions. I am pulling, like, they're the love it. They they seem more. to have come alive under this new coach. Yeah, no, they really have. They're uh, they're four and one in their their last five. I will say though, they are going to be way more nervous. I think throughout that Sunday, because regardless if the Seahawks win or lose, if the Packers win, then then they're in. All the all the Packers have to do is beat the Lions, and they're they're in the playoffs. Whereas. Um, the Lions, they need uh, they need the Seahawks to lose, and then they have to beat the Packers. Okay. So, who plays yeah, first? Uh, the Seahawks game is is first. They they wrap up um, just a little bit before the the Sunday night game starts. So so they'll know before going into the game. I'll yeah, put the Lions this will out know there. before it starts whether whether it's a they've got a chance or whether whether they're done. mm Hmm. I'll I'll just throw this out there. You know, the age old the most dangerous man is the one with nothing to lose. Yep. Ro- Rogers ha- you know, you you say Lions may be more nervous. The Packers got a lot to lose here, man. That is true. That is They true. got a lot on the line whether like it's personally, they got a lot on the line whereas the Lions like no no one ever expects them to Make make the playoffs, let alone even have a winning season. So the fact that they're eight and eight, they're on the cusp, they're in the hunt, and you know they're they're one year in or two years into Dan Campbell as their head coach, and he's seeming to really be leading this team beautifully, very beautifully. And and it sounds like the players love him. It sounds like the city loves him. Like I, if if I'm Detroit, I I hope you're going in there just fuck it. Yeah, you, you have nothing to lose. You've won. You're the Lions, and you're not the bottom of the division. Yeah, and at, at the end of the day, for the Lions, it you know even if the Seahawks win, it's like you lose, you're not making the playoffs either way. You win, you know, you play spoiler for for the Packers in a big game to end off the the regular season, and it affects your draft pick maybe one, maybe two spots. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really isn't going to affect your draft position that much. Missing and- the- the playoffs you're you're gonna be the the best team to not make the playoffs regardless either way so and they still have that pick from the rams yeah yeah they do like lines are gravy right now lines are gravy they're gonna get a huge draft pick this the seahawks like them and yeah the lines and seahawks are both in a really good spot great spots great spots i i love to see it that's Really is a big changing of the guard in the in the NFL. It just feels like, like yeah. it just feels like so many new teams are at the top. You got the Eagles, the Bengals, the Vikings, Ravens. You know, Giants kind of have a resurgence without Eli. The Jaguars, even the Bengals. The, yeah, right. The Bengals. You got this new Steelers team with Kenny Pickett. You got this new Lions team. You, you got a new Dolphins team. You have a no, although they're not doing that good, there is a new Patriots team, right? I was just watching the Patriots even now, the the post-TB12 era. 
yeah it's just it is it is it's a such an exciting time um in the nfl yeah it really is it, it really is um so before the clown report uh let's wrap it up with one final uh nfl regular season pgo parlay and and before we do brandon i would just like to say that there's no one i've enjoyed losing money with more this regular season than you i feel the exact same way it's been a privilege and an honor you know what the best part is though we we win this week we we're, we're pretty much break even though that's a, that's the beauty of the pgo parlay you could flop for 16 weeks straight you hit on week 17 and 18 you've got your money back right there right there also do we want to we you know we won't put it in the parlay if if we have time over the weekend, we should hop back on and just chat for a minute about the uh, NCAA National Championship game. We got TCU Ooh, in yeah. there against Georgia. That's huge. TCU yeah, that... having the ability to win it, like Alabama not being in it for once, Clemson not being in it for once. This is going to be an awesome game. Yeah. No, that that's going to be a really good game. Yeah, we should we should definitely look into uh, into doing that for sure. Texas Christian University. Yeah, they're, they're in the national championship. Would you like to know what their team name is? What's their team name? The Horned Frogs, baby. Oh, yeah, that's kind of that actually goes hard. Dude, we got the Bulldogs versus the Horned Frogs. That name actually goes. Hard. I'm. That's I think I'm a diehard TCU fan, actually. That's actually a sick. Can, can we get can we get some Horned Frogs jerseys up in the studio? <laughs> Speaking of sick names, um, you know, I think. Hey, yo, guess who played for TCU? Who? Fucking Andy Dalton, baby. Hell yeah, the Red Rifle. Oh, Um, my God. I was just going to say, speaking of sick names, you know, we we clowned on him a lot this season. But the Washington Commander's new mascot, Major Tutty. Major Tutty. What a sick name that is. I love it. I love it. That's just. I don't get why they went with a pig. That 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 part doesn't fully make sense to me. But the name Major Tutty. It's what I, a handle. I, what a handle. It's, it's the pig actually makes more sense. There, I I saw a little blurb about it. It's some historical meaning with the team. Mm, big hog. Yeah, it's like hog. no, but it was something like one at like a, in the fifties. A coach famously said, "Like we play like pigs." Like there, there's some, uh. there's something. There's some it's connection. It's something monumental, and I'm just laughing at the word hog. All right, all right. All right, so just quickly, do I want a TCU Horned Frog shirt? Do I want a TCU Horned Frogs hoodie? I think you just got to go with the nice little little T. Little T? Uh, do I want a framed TCU jersey? Fuck's sakes, man. <laughs> you can't do this every time we come across a new team. I figured it out. A wooden carved horned frog. Yeah, okay. That no, that's better. That's that's awesome, actually. Actually, there is there is a TCU hat that just says frogs on it. Just says frogs. I think you gotta have the horned frogs on it though. Yeah, true. Horned frogs, it does make it. It makes yeah, it. It makes we it got great. the bulldogs versus the horned frogs. Out in the wild, my money's on the bulldogs. Nope, we're picking horned frogs. 
Well, no, I said out in the wild, like animal uh, versus animal, the bulldog would kill the oh, horned frog, but on oh, the fuck. football arena, baby. On the field, the artificial turf. On the fucking turf. All right, so regardless of anything, um, I'm laying a massive bet on the horned frogs. You got to. You got to. You have to. You have to. They're the, the and they're a huge underdog. Yeah, exactly. Even the, better. The spread is set at thirteen. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy fuck! And you know what? Like yeah, usually, like usually, there's upsets in those finals games. It always feels like in at the college level, there just never is. Yeah, no. Like I, part of me thinks George is gonna run him for fifty points here. Very well, could actually, Very but. Well. But for what it's worth, Texas Christian University, they have God on their side. That is true. That they do. That, that they, they do. do. More, that more they do. right? And I think George is the number one party school, or one of the number one party schools in America, so you could make yeah. a good argument that God ain't there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, only one of them's walking with Jesus here. It's the fucking horn frogs, baby. The fucking horn frogs. Horn frogs for life. Also, yes, before we get into our parlay, uh, more massive, massive football news. Massive football news. The schedule for our Seattle Dragons has been released. Has been released. You know it. From The Rock himself. All right, let's let's quickly look up because I I think we need to we need to at least do a live stream for one of the Seattle Dragons games. Oh yeah, you got it. It's like like this is our electric. team. It's gonna be electric. Oh, excited! When Feb eighteenth, that's when the season starts, eh? Yeah, it's like right after the uh, the NFL uh, NFL season um, wraps up. That's incredible. And I believe right. that they are. Uh... They're now called the Seattle Sea Dragons. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll still go. Are we, are we still okay with that? Is that still our team? Oh, 100%. Fuck yeah. They added some other teams, did they? Yeah, they did. There, there's a couple more, it looks like. Oh, maybe not. Actually, I don't recognize the Orlando Guardians or the... No, they were there last year. No, yeah, the San Antonio Browns. They, must have, they might have just changed their name and logo, but no, they are. No, so no, no new teams. So Sunday, February nineteenth. Phil, put it on your calendar. Yep, you know the it. Seattle Dragons will be taking on the DC Defenders, and actually, I think, um, actually, I think the Saturday before that, I'm uh, I'm on the road uh, touring uh, with comedy. So I'll yep on the eighteenth, I'm on the road. So I'll be driving back Sunday morning. I will be home by game time and. Everyone, put it on your calendars. The first ever PGO YouTube live stream is going to be February 19th. I'm fucking calling it now. That's, yeah. And one or both of us is going to get busy and cancel it. But hey. Yeah, you know what? Shit happens. Shit happens. But no, let, let's, let's, let's aim for that. So here, we, we just want to make a stance that here at PGO, we believe in very few things. But we believe in those things strongly. One of them being Skip Bayless is a clown. And the other is that the XFL is the premier football talent in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even keep a straight face. But we are, we're dedicating ourselves to covering the XFL. 
as as PGO team, we are we are promising to you that XFL coverage is something you can expect from us. Oh yeah, we got got to cover it. And like, come on, there's only like eight teams. It's not that hard to cover. <laughs> yeah, very true. It's gonna be some some nice. We gotta do part. Parlo consists of every game. Vegas Vipers. That's a new one. Oh, you know, yeah, that actually sounds new. So maybe the San Antonio Brahmas are new. Which, you know what, makes sense now with The Rock owning it. You know, the, the Brahma Bulls, like the Brahmas. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. So that must be another new team. But because they've changed it to the Sea Dragons, nope, logo is still the same. Logo is still the same, though, yeah. Killer. And let's yeah, go dude. to the team shop here. So now here's the big question. Well, no, I got to get the Horn Frogs stuff first. We'll we'll cover we'll we'll cover the 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 whole XFL in the later episode. We'll do we'll do a deep dive. We'll do well, yeah. Sorry, sorry, we'll do our deep dive. Should we hop onto the PGO parlay here for this week? Yeah, yeah. All we right. got some big games here to cover. We got some huge games. This is this has been a long episode, man. It is. We're we're cruising though. We're having we're just vibing. Well, talking yeah, some definitely. hockey. Talking some football. Yeah, we're 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 Good reaching an hour thirty here. That's well, you know what? Start of twenty twenty three. Got to start off with a. Got to start off with a huge banger. Yeah, yeah, the, probably the biggest team. episode ever. Maybe. I I would say bigger than when Elon Musk smoked weed on Joe Rogan's show. Just saying. Yeah, just yeah. saying. It's, it's it's up there. Just um, I would say more impactful to society than Kanye West on Alex Jones. Just saying. All right, all right, all right, all right. Your, okay, your, okay, back to football, your, back to football. Okay, okay. My, my, my your, bad, my bad. What are your picks going in here for uh, for for week eighteen? Um, any games you like or don't? Any like? games I like? I, I I I'll stand by it. I'm slamming the fuck out of the Buffalo Bills. I'm not for one You're reason, not. and it's because I don't like betting where the the outcome that I don't want to happen. I want to see the Patriots win. True. You're right. You're right. You're so right. I'd rather just not even bet on the game in, in general rather than, you know, mm-hmm. betting on the Bills and being happy with, you know, either outcome but also being sad with either outcome. So Yeah, and you know what? That's that's fair. I'll give you that. And I and I agree with you. Um yeah. mm, that's a tough one because we want like yeah, you you bring that up like now. Now I'm afraid to bet the Seattle game because I want the Rams to win. Exactly. Yeah. Now because it's a rivalry, right? Baker Mayfield. Yep. This is his last chance to prove himself for the season, right? Like this is going to be a huge game for Baker because this this game needs to sell him. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. So, do we take Rams? With five and a half points, betting on a close game. I like that, actually, yeah. Yeah, you like that? I like that. Yeah, does that tickle your tits? Yeah, it does. It does tickle my tits. Yeah, it <sighs> does. Um, another another underdog that I... That we might be blowing the PGO parlay. I kind of want to take Detroit Lions with four and a half points. You're saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm 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 all in on that. I'm all in on the Lions. All right. 
So, so far, we're, we're two underdogs off the hop here. We got Rams and Lions in the PGO parlay. Yep. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little afraid to bet the Chiefs this week. Although, yeah. I do think they'll keep... Do you think they're going to keep Mahomes in to beat the record? That's the question. And not only that, but they're they're still fighting for that uh, that top spot in the... All right, fuck it. Then um, I'll take Chiefs straight up. Just yeah, they're still fighting for that top spot in the AFC for the for the buy. So all right, then give me Chiefs straight up. You want to take a, a third underdog, buddy? I love him. What what is it? You want to take the you want to take the Bucks over the Falcons? Yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, are, so are the Bucks, Bucks are the underdog? But do the Bucks have they clinched? They have. Hmm. Ooh, you know what? Yeah, so it's like they can't move up or down like where they're at, they're at. Yeah. They're either playing the the Eagles or the Cowboys. Yeah, and I, I just oh. wonder if... Yeah, so, yeah, who do, who are they going to have in? That's a good point. Which, so which, maybe, maybe we stay away from that. Yeah, and that does always worry me because I do think you want momentum, right? Like, you want to go into the playoffs on a win. Yeah. But... You don't yeah, want like, to risk injuries and whatnot. Exactly. Especially with how banged up some of the receivers have been this year. Like, yeah. like I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, you don't see Evans playing, you don't see Godwin, you don't see... Um, yeah, so yeah, let's stay away from that, yeah. Yeah, that's a uh, spooky one. I like uh, I like Jaguars over Titans and Bengals over Ravens. Do you think either of them can cover? I'm not sure on that. Um, Bengals, Ravens, um, the spread set at seven is Lamar back in. That's the thing is I, I'm not, I'm not sure if he's, uh, if he's going to be playing or not. He's still listed um, as questionable. So, and he's still absent from practice. So my, yeah, Mrs. I'm 14 assuming straight practice. Gonna, I'm assuming he's not going to be playing. And and even if he does return, if he's missed fourteen straight, yeah, exactly. You're gonna have to shake a few cobwebs off. Yeah. So I I like Bengals over over Ravens. Take him straight though. Yeah, I think so. All right, I like that. So uh, let me find the Bengals here. And then I also like the the Jaguars straight over the the Titans. True. And the Jags. Do the Titans have a chance to get in the playoffs? I believe that the the Titans are done. If they they yep. they will be missing. Yeah, yeah, they're. I I think Wait, mathematically no. they still have a chance. Yeah, they're playing the Jags, so if they beat the Jags, they sh- they might be in. No, because they would need they would also need Steelers, Dolphins, and I think Pats to lose. Oh, because uh, they're uh, Jags and Titans are same division. So I think if they oh, they're fighting the Jags, for top of division. I think, I think it's top of division, yeah. Oh shit, you're so right. Damn. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty yeah. Uh Josh Dobbs is starting for the Titans in winner take all game versus the Jags. So Ryan Tannehill's not even uh oh no, yeah, he's still out. And Malik Willis isn't even starting for him, so and, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a win in your in-game as well right there. And you talk about Trevor Lawrence has been able to show up in the high-pressure games. and 
this is his yeah. chance to get to the playoffs for the first time. I think I think he's gonna be. And they're buzzing hard right on a game win streak. Make it, make it five in a row here, and and punch your ticket. Like imagine this year, we're all saying you've got the Giants in the playoffs now, the Jaguars and the Lions. Yeah, like. That'd and so- talk, talk about what's proven to be some some good draft classes. You got yeah. um, uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. Well, I guess he was a little while ago, but you got Jalen Hurts, um, Herbert, Joey B, Joe Burrow, um, have all clinched. Oh yeah, just for clinching, yeah. Oh, and Josh Allen. Have all clinched, and then you look at um, Trevor Lawrence, um, Tula, even like, Daniel Jones. Then I say, who? No, oh, I said Josh. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, Daniel Jones of the Giants. That's what I meant. Okay. Um, who's Josh Daniel? That's a coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I named a coach. Um, yeah, no, that, that's what I meant. The, the Giants. So yeah, you know, so, you know who else is a coach? No, tell me. Meyer, Urban oh, Meyer. oh my God, I got giddy. We plugged them. <laughs> you pl- we got it. Hey, first, first Urban plug of the new year. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, no, yeah. So that even that game is is going to be huge. Uh, ending off the Saturday, they're uh, winning in game. So yeah, that, I, I like I like the Jags. I like uh, Trevor Lawrence, especially. You know, last year didn't really go as um. It didn't go as he had planned, mm-hmm. and now this is kind of his, his comeback year, and you know, proving people wrong, and and proving that the you know he is a good quarterback in the league, and he's he can lead this team. So I I, I like the the Jags going in, into that game. Is um is Hurts hurt still? Yeah, so I'm not sure if he'll if he's playing in in week week 18 here. I haven't seen anything confirming that he is or confirming that he isn't. He's still questionable. It says he was still limited during practice uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. So uh, still uncertain because I'm I'm just looking at the line here. Maybe maybe the Giants aren't trying that hard, but like there will be a bit of a battle for um, placement in that division. Yeah. Actually, I don't. I don't think there can be. I don't think the Giants can can catch the Cowboys. Yeah, no, they can't. No, but if they the beat the Eagles, could the Cowboys? Yeah, if they beat the Eagles and the Cowboys win over the Commanders, I think the Cowboys leapfrog the Eagles. And yeah, so I wonder. Sure. And I'm not sure what the scenario is when when the 49ers beat the Cardinals. Hmm. I'm not sure how that would that would work out. So I, I, cause I right now the spread is set at 14. Yeah, but yeah, regardless if Eagles win, they they clinch. But at the same time, it's you know, do you risk putting Hurts in that game and then potentially losing him? Cause, but at the same time, when Hurts hasn't been playing these last two weeks, they they've lost both. So they 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 they, they, they haven't got a win without Hurts this year. Hmm. So that's that's going to be interesting to see what they do. You know. Do you risk it to get that uh, that first round by, but potentially, you know, you lose your quarterback for the playoffs, or mm-hmm. do you sit him? Do you lose that first round by, but now come come playoffs, your your quarterback's fully healthy and ready to go. It's that's a tough decision to make. Actually, that's a tough so, one. 
Would you even want to touch the Giants plus 14? Yeah. I like that. Yeah? Yeah. I like Giants plus 14. I don't think they're going to get blown out. All right. So. And then should we just, just for shits and gigs, throw throw the Cowboys in just straight up? And the 49ers? Might as well. Like I feel like those games are locks. I don't. All right. Cardinals definitely aren't winning. Murray's not playing Hopkins. I don't think James Conner is. Buda Baker's out. Byron Murphy, I think, is out. Like, I will say, though, it is J.J. Watt's final game, so I feel like he'll be balling out, but yeah. Dude, imagine if Purdy leads the Niners to the Super Bowl. Literally, right? Only for Jimmy G or Trey... Sorry, only for Trey Lance to come back in, in time and take the start. Nah, they wouldn't do that. Yeah, probably not. I don't think I. I don't think you could. You just um, you couldn't sell that to the team. All right. We got we got eight eight teams picked here on the PGO parlay this week. I'm a little worried about the Cowboys, man. I don't know how I feel about them straight up. I I think they're going to be balling out there. They're going for that uh, that 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 buy. That you're right, buy. and the Commanders are out. You don't, you're right. Yeah. You're right. They're 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 pushing for a buy. Is Prescott is Prescott playing? I got. Oh yeah, he's got to go. And it's a different story if um, if the the commanders were still you know fighting for a playoff spot. I think that's I think then that's a totally different uh, story. But I think with them out and the Cowboys fighting for that that first round buy, you know, I think they're going to come out just guns blazing. All right, all right, I like that. So should we go over this PGO parlay here? Run it back. So we got the Los Angeles Rams with a five and a half. We got Detroit Lions with four and a half. We got the Kansas City Chiefs straight up. We got the Bengals straight up. We got the Jaguars straight up. We got the New York Giants with 14. And the 49ers and Cowboys both straight up money line. That brings us into plus 2,031 odds, or at least on the site I'm using. So five bucks will bring you back a cool 100. Well, you know, might as well start off the new year with a big bang, am I right? And Brandon? Yep. I'm putting 10 on it. Throwing a big 10 ski on it. I'm putting the big bucks, baby. All right, let's do it one more time. So Rams, Lions, Chiefs, Bengals, Jags, Giants, Niners, Cowboys. I like it. I like it. Starting the year off with a bang. Yes, sir, baby. Yes, sir. Um, I always like to take a little picture of them. A little picture of my, my betting lines. That way I don't have to go back onto the app on Sunday. Be like, wait, what am I wasting money on? True, yeah. What's um, going to bankrupt me tonight? So I know we kind of ran through, through some clowns earlier. Do you have any more clowns uh, for the clown report um, you kind of rag on? Or have we kind of touched on... on... I, I got I got one. Um and and this is a potential non-clown because if this is real, great. I'm just gonna come out and say I don't think it is. Okay. And it's just and I think I think it just it's 2023 where every like every moment needs to be perfect. 
But yeah. uh, Adam Scheffner tweeted out that um, I want to find it exact. Maybe maybe he deleted it because maybe got clowned on him. Um, oh my god! I think he deleted the tweet. That's hilarious. Yeah, sounds about right for him. Oh no, there it is. So and and again, if this is true, great. I'm just gonna come out and say I don't think this actually happened. And I think okay. if the doctor's telling this story, he's a idiot. But according, doctors said that after Hamlin woke up, he asked in writing to the doctors who won the game, and the doctor said, "Yes, you won." You've won the game of life. Hmm. I, I'm going to go on a limb and I, I don't think that happened. <laughs> I, I don't think he said that. And, and maybe this makes me a shitty person, but I just, I don't, I don't think he said that. And if he did, like if, if I'm Hamlin and I woke up, I'm like, who won? And the doctor's like, you won the game of life. I'd be like, answer my question, dick fuck. <laughs> I know yeah, I'm alive. I'm talking point. to you right now. I know I've won the game of life. Shit brains. How'd my boys do? <laughs> How'd the boys in blue do? Yeah, I don't know. I and, and again, maybe is, maybe I yeah. put myself on the clan report for for if I'm laughing at a beautiful moment. But I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that didn't happen. Or, or, or I think I think the doctor said like. It may, maybe Hamlin asked who won, and the doctor went, "You're a live man. You won." And and then he walked out of the room, and and someone asked the doctor, "Like, well, what did you say to him?" And he went, "Oh, what I actually said probably doesn't sound great." So he made up, like like I don't I don't think anyone speaks that elegantly in the moment. Yes, you've won. You've won the game of life. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I see what you're getting at. I don't know. That's just me, I guess. But uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, so 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 maybe I'm on the clown report if this is all exactly how it happened, and if it's not, a uh, chef and that doctor are on the clown report. Yeah, we'll have to wait and uh, wait and find out. And I, I don't think everyone's ever gonna ask that, ask uh, ask yeah, that probably question. Not. Probably not. Um, but yeah, I think um. I think put a you know what we we've done the clown report skip Bayless yeah massive a quick anti clown report all medical yeah. responders in Cincinnati yeah for this real. is the and again this is the anti clown reports for good people um the entire yeah. medical staff. Um, yep. in There's Cincinnati's hospital, and the Bills, their their team trainers and staff as well. The Bills team trainers and staff. Um, I, I know, I know. This is you know what, good good on everyone. The fact that an AED was brought on so soon that drastically improved uh, Hamlin's chances of survival. I'm willing to bet money that if it was just CPR alone, he would not have come back. Um, so, so AED, um, everyone who has donated, um, is a part of, uh, Hamlin's charity. He has his own toy drive, which has recently received a ton of donations. 
Yeah. Um, it's north of north of seven mil. Yeah, and that's just that's beautiful. Um, Josh Allen today in a press conference made a point to mention that T. Higgins did nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah, I watched that earlier. Good on Josh Allen for doing that. Oh yeah, so it's now over seven point five million, and. And and something to be something to be noted. Everyone is everyone's donating in their own way, right? So, yeah, the the Chicago Bears have donated nineteen thousand two hundred and three dollars. Nineteen twenty being the year the Bills were founded. Something I think very beautiful is every donation from teams and owners has ended off with a three. Yeah, the, the, number. the Patriots did a really cool one. Well, Robert Kraft himself did. All right, are we even gonna go there? I can't remember what he did. I'm, but. I'm just gonna put. I'm just... Okay. Well, it was it was it was cool the way that, that he did it. It was something um to do with like I think Hamlin's religion or something as well. Uh, I don't think it was Hamlin's religion. I think it was Kraft because I believe uh, Robert Kraft is. Jewish and it was um it was it was the number 18 it was 18,000 uh because 18 I believe translates to chai which means life in Hebrew uh yeah 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 signifies um, life yeah, yeah and then in, in Hebrew yeah so yeah. yeah so a lot of beautiful things uh Jim Ursay um as much as I don't like the guy because he led the charge on the bullshit, the flight gate. Um, <laughs> you know who we can we can clown on with these donations, though. I don't want to say clown because like they did donate, but the Washington Commanders did they donate they, like the least? They got out donated by carpet man flooring, a, a a little small like carpet flooring business and whatnot out donated a billion dollar franchise okay but how much did they donate well the carpet man flooring donated five thousand five hundred. Oh, what and the commanders i think were like five thousand or four thousand oh, or something okay J- just brandon brandon to be yep. fair do we not remember that twice last year their stadium broke that is true let let's just be let, let's be even, kind to even put together a, a proper memorial thing for Sean Taylor. It was a fucking wire yeah, statue. Yeah, I don't I don't think we we should uh we should hold the commanders as uh Nah fuck it, we're holding them accountable. <laughs> what we do here. Yeah, oh yeah, they donated five thousand. A little low. Jim Ursay personally million. donated twenty five thousand. I was just looking through a thing where someone's scrolling through. I just saw Josh McDaniel pop up. So there you go. He's back. Or no. Yeah. Is that who you were talking about earlier? No, you are talking about... I said Josh Daniels trying Josh to... Josh Daniels. You're right. Um, Let's just look no, up that, top. That's, just, that, that's, that's incredible, the, the amount of donations that, that have been coming in from people and you know showing their support and all the people that have been praying and, and everything. So... Um, yeah. Hold up. Um, Tom Brady also donated. Terrific. 
the man oh self. my god look at that you ready for this yeah tom brady donated double the amount of the washington commanders yeah see there you go there you go um also sheets laundry club uh, a sustainable laundry subscription service. Big shout out to them. They donated. Uh, they're tied with Ursae as the top donor. Damn. And a statement from him. One of Sheet's founders is a father and a lifelong Bills fan. Who's from Altoona, Pennsylvania. Oh, right on. There we go. Two hours from Hamlin's hometown of McKee Rocks, PA. Hmm. Interesting. Helping kids has always been something close to the heart of the Sheets company, and we love everything Hamlin stands for. So so kudos to that company. Yeah, good on them. Sean McVay also da- donated more than the entire Commander's franchise, along with Matthew Stafford. Who? Kelly Stafford's husband. Oh, right, right. Boy, I, you know what? I wonder what shiny new toy... He's thinking the Rams are going to get with their first round pick this year. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. They don't but, have it. But nothing compared to the great pick the, the Broncos are going to get, yeah, right? Gonna, like, they could have the second overall pick, man. Like, That's awesome. Well, good could, for the imagine team. Imagine what you could get to put with Russell Wilson, man. Yeah. Oh. You'll really have a Bronco country that's riding. Yeah. They're going to be riding. Riding oh, into wait. the sunset. They don't have it. Does that wrap up this epi? I think so. Um, just one last thing I'm going to plug because uh, right before I plug the socials, um, I I fucked up with some with some stuff in the last episode and something didn't get uh, added in at the end. Um, it's supposed to be put in for kind of the end of uh, the end of 2022, but just again because uh, it didn't get put in. A big shout out to uh, Bear Dog Design Co. They're 100. Uh, they're the guy that. Um, uh, helped create our create our logo and is helping us uh, working on some some PGO merch coming out in in the near future. Um, so if you ever want to check them out, they're on Instagram at bddesignco underscore. Uh, you can send them a message there. They do all kinds of stuff. They can do custom, uh, you know, logoing and graphic design for you. If you've already got some some logos and ideas made up, they can help with that. Or if you've got it just the way you want, they can turn it into. Um, pretty much any kind of merch um, that that you want, whether it's furniture, clothing, accessories, um, memorabilia, anything you want, uh, they can definitely help you out with that. So make sure to uh, to give them a message if you need need any help with anything. They'd, uh, and, they'd be happy to help you. And and they are good at design, like designing stuff too. Like uh, like you said, they helped us design the logo. Right, we didn't come to them with a. Uh, a pre-done logo so they say they worked with us to create um the brand you see not just publish it but to design it so yeah um ama- amazing work and uh and and we'll be working with them soon uh like more to be hopefully giving you guys some pretty cool stuff we're we're, we're really excited about it yeah um, we're looking forward to it yeah i i can't wait and uh lo- love working with them and uh and and i'm excited that we get to work with them uh more yeah um that that we even have the opportunity so definitely check them out on on socials um any needs doesn't matter how small your business is if it's a business podcast even if it's personal branding um they're they're just awesome for that they really are 
yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You you said it perfectly. Um, should we quickly plug our socials? Why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we? So you can find us on Instagram at PGO Show. And that same combination of letters will help you find us over on TikToks. So that is at PGO Show. On YouTube, it is post game overtime. You got to take those three letters and spell them out. Post game overtime, post game being one word. And Brandon, where yeah. can we find us on Twitter? Oh, I'm glad you asked. You can find us on Twitter at PG Overtime. So that's the letter PG and then Overtime. Uh, we've been very active on there lately, so uh, make sure to join in and engage in some of the conversations. Um, speaking of TikTok, I know you'll enjoy this. Uh, before their game against Sweden, Czechia put out a, a TikTok on their account for their hockey team. Oh, no. And it was one of their players warming up, kind of uh, doing a little dance, getting ready. And they, they just put the... There was, they just played the the song uh, Poland by Lil Yachty, so I know you you love that. That's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm... Did you know that song? I saw an interview with Lil Yachty. That song is never supposed to come out. Someone leaked it by accident. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. No, I never I never heard about that, actually. I don't even know if that's true. I, just, I, I think I heard that in an interview. Makes sense, because the song, not very good, but damn, is it catchy. <laughs> But also, I might be off my schizophrenia medication again. Who knows? Well, there we go. I'm kidding. Um, no. So uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for following us into 2023. For for anyone hearing this, you you decided to stick with us another year. That's big. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think we'll have to come up with something special for for an episode coming up here. We're, we're creeping up on uh, one year of, of post-game overtime. Uh, Randy, what's the... Crazy, crazy how quickly time time flies, honestly. It really is, and it's... it's coming up soon. As as bullshit and cliche as, the, you know, time flies when you're having fun. Man, is this fun. Yeah. I, I, I think I speak for both of us. I, I just have so much fun. Yeah, this no, truly sure. is. January well, we're closer. 15th. Is, I was gonna uh, say fifteenth. That's that's our one yeah. year. Then that is a a Wednesday. First week of first week of uh, the the uh, NFL playoffs. So we'll have no shortage of, of stuff to talk about, and yeah, we'll have to to plan something big for that. Oh yeah, sorry. No, that's a that's a Sunday. Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day. That'll be a great one. So we look forward to seeing you all there. Um, thanks so much for listening.